The other day I did a post called Inner Storms. And so that's what I'd like to talk about today. This is Joel with Overcome Evil with Good. The inner storms. So let's talk about the outward storms first. You're involved in a traumatic situation in a toxic relationship. And you know the chaos. You know the confusion. You know the fear. You know the the sense of obligation, guilt. You know what it means to be manipulated. You know what it means. You see it when maybe those around you can't see it. Maybe some around you seen it and don't don't want to say anything to you. And maybe those that are around you think this other person is actually a good person. And you don't know what to do because, well, you feel trapped. You feel like you are in a place that no one understands and that no one is ever going to believe. I can tell you I've been there and I can tell you that's a tough place to be. And when you have uh, crazy chaos going around in the home, especially um, some of you have are involved in different types of toxic relationships. Sometimes they're very uh, overt, uh, narcissist, and, and not a chance in the, the world. No one's not going to believe you. Others of you are involved in uh, more of a covert narcissism. That's where it's dangerous because they do things differently behind closed doors. They're a very abusive behind closed doors. And, you know, and you're worried that no one is going to believe you. And then sometimes you even think you're crazy. You've probably been told by that person that you're crazy multiple times. And matter of fact, sometimes that person has led you to almost becoming crazy. Uh, You developed a reactionary spirit. You said things that you ordinarily would never say to another person. You did things that you would have never done. You've even wished bad things would happen to the person that you say that you love. And you know that ultimately, if they would only change, then your love for them would grow deep. But instead, you're in a position that you feel that you have to protect yourself. You feel like you have to sometimes even cover for them. Sometimes that you feel like you have to take care of the children more, or you have to turn a blind eye to the way that they act around the other sex. Maybe they are um, flirty. Maybe they're staying at work too late. And, And you are supposed to just forgive them. But yet when something comes up that you did, they don't want to forgive you. They don't want to let things go. And sometimes you feel so small to them. And you find yourself always trying to please them. And while trying to please them, You have to be very careful what you say. And over the years, 
you have developed a very apologetic spirit. You've developed a, a, a way that you feel like you're walking on eggshells when you're around that person. Um, you have also heard um, even maybe rumors that they have talk, been talking bad about you. And then when you bring it up, um, they have not only nothing bad to say, but they turn around and maybe love bomb you again just to get you to think, well, oh my gosh, why would I ever think that you would say that? But yet, sources that told you, you never heard them lie before. Or maybe sources that had told you that this person's not who you think they are. Or they tell you, maybe the person that is blaming you for cheating, they're cheating themselves. But you thought in yourself, well, you know what? They could never do that. I, you know, a lot of things they could do, but, you know, I don't think they would do that. But yet, why are they blaming me when I have n never had any kind of signs of discretion of the opposite sex? Well, now there, there's confusion. Or, or maybe they start talking, you guys started planning something, and then... They're like, what are you talking about? And you're thinking, we spent hours talking about this. And you're acting like it didn't happen? Or it didn't happen like you are recalling it? Not as if it's little nuances of the story, but it's a complete different story. Uh, maybe sometimes you've excused the, the, the way that the individual handled you maybe he or she grabbed you scratched you pushed you um maybe maybe words um that that came at you were were very painful were very very hurtful and yet they have no problem with apologizing but for some reason it just doesn't feel like they really mean it hmm you know, a lot of people are in that place. I've been there. And I remember a woman telling this story. And she was talking about her husband. And every time, and well, not every time, but many a times when we were in an argument with uh, my past relationship, is that all of a sudden I'm kind of feeling like I'm that woman that went through that relationship with that man but yet I'm being accused of being the man in that relationship so I'm being accused of being an abuser while I'm feeling abused honest to goodness those things happen um, I, I wish they didn't um, and I wish for many of you that's been through a lot of chaos and confusion, uh, physical uh, abuse, uh, mental abuse, spiritual abuse. Not one of it is good and not any of it is the same. 
because they affect different areas of your life. Physically, yes, you can heal, but it wasn't just a physical blow. It was a fact that the person that you love and says they love you actually struck you to hurt you. Mentally, all that gets really deep because mentally you are trying to figure out and how to solve and how to correct and how to make yourself better or what have I done bad in this relationship? Why does this person hate me so? And I didn't really, I, I don't do those kind of things or what they're accusing me of doing spiritually. And I've talked about spiritual narcissism so much, but sometimes you, let's talk about just spiritual in, in general. God, why would you allow that? Why? Why, you know, I wanted to serve you and I, I wanted to marry someone that served you and, and that loved you. And yet that's what I got. Lord, I don't understand. You know, here's a problem. When that person acts spiritual or at least around other people, at least people at church, at least the people in his family and they act like the spiritual leader and matter of fact they seem a lot more spiritual than you well, how twisted is that when they're the ones abusing you and so now you've got this spiritual abuse because you don't feel like you're as good as them sometimes and you're wondering if that's the same God I don't want to be a part of that and then finally like me I woke up one day when I was standing at the doorway and she said, my God and my Holy Spirit would never do that. My God and my Holy Spirit would do this. And that's when I started laughing. And you know, I praise God that day because I finally understood it in a deeper level for the first time in my life. Now, this had been 18 years into the marriage, and finally, I got it. I got it. It was not about an argument that I knew that I was winning. It wasn't about a, a fact that we both looked at and, you know, as something that happened, an event or a thing that was said, and... I know I'm right and I know that she's wrong and and no it wasn't about that at all because it was like the Lord had told me at that moment Joel listen to her her God and her Holy Spirit would never or would always the problem is this you and her serve a different God and boy, did I rejoice because I don't want to serve that kind of God. Is that the God, little G, that we find in the Bible that seeks to steal, kill, and destroy? That as the Bible refers to as Satan or Lucifer? The morning star, the one who deceives the, the accuser of the brethren? Well, you know, that sounds just like the God that she worshiped. And you know, 
I was not only encouraged that way, but I was encouraged to know and just to solidify my relationship with the God that is the God of the Bible. The one that says that he loves me. The one that says that I am blessed. The one that died for me. The one that said, therefore, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And the emphasis is now. Now there's no condemnation. Well, I lived a a life for years of feeling condemned. Still to this day, as I talked about at the beginning of this podcast storms oh the day august the 21st of 2017 oh what a glorious day i walked out of that house to never ever go back i mean i physically went walked back to the house sometimes but never to be the husband never to be the lover, never to be the protector, never to be, again, the provider for that individual that was destroying me. Oh, how I wish that there could be people that could understand this. Now, I know the majority of the people that are listening right now understand this fully. You may not have as bad of a story as I do. Maybe you have a worse story than I do. But either way, we're in a community that we understand each other. Please, understand there are deceivers out there. There are people that clothe themselves in sheep's clothing, but inside they are ravenous wolves. And there is not a doubt in my mind that they are planted by the enemy himself. Why? Because... If there is an enemy within the camp, if there's a spy, right, in a foreign country, they have ability to do damage right under the noses of those who trust them. Matter of fact, they might find out intel. They, their goal is to find out intel and do more damage had they not been there? You know, we went through a pandemic and we were scared of this virus. We couldn't see it. We, we tried to mask it, if you would, um, but yet people in a room with masks and even vaccinated, and he still got the virus. And so we're like, what is going on? You know, we we did this, we did that, but yet we feel so unprotected. You know, some some of you out there are like, you know, I I thought I did all that I could do. I thought that that I I, I tried to protect myself so that I would not get involved in that kind of relationship. Or this is my second, or this is my third relationship. Well, the more we find out about the virus, the more we find out about a toxic person, a narcissistic type person, a person that, honest to goodness, I believe this, that they are on the side of the devil. 
you, you heard me. And I don't feel a bit crazy saying it. Because, you know, my mom taught me, and I'm sure her mom taught her this and so forth. If it looks like a duck, if it walks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. <laughs> you know, that was wisdom to say, hey, you know, if, if a person is acting this way and they're doing all the signs of that, well, <laughs> guess what? They are. They are a liar. They are a deceiver. You know, when these people are in our life, they come but the steal, kill, and, and it feels like they're trying to destroy our life. They're not just trying to harm us. They're just not, you know, uh, uh, people that are just toxic. They're just, or, or maybe, you know, I have some situations in my life that people aren't the healthiest people, but I would not put them in the category of a narcissistic person. So the, the key is not to label people, except for when you finally understand and you're able to put some kind of a label. You know, I had a, um, I had a, a little skin thing on the tip of my finger and I thought it was a a callus just a small little thing right at the corner of my fingernail and I'm thinking how was that happening I'm I mean where how in the world am I getting a callus on my middle finger um, on my left hand that's odd now, well maybe it's my driving because you know I I use my left hand and I my fingertip there and um well well maybe you know, it, it kind of hurts sometimes when I'm holding my phone. Maybe maybe it's rubbing on my phone. Maybe there's something on my phone and it's irritating my skin. You know what? And then I found out um, there's a good chance it's not even a callus. And so once I started treating it for what it is, now things are starting to make sense. The issue is almost gone away. Because I was treating the wrong thing. The symptoms are very much the same. The look of it is almost exactly the same. But yet, when I identified what it really was, that's when I could make a difference. And that is why labeling people, at least in your own mind, not that you have to go around you know, slandering people and saying this or that. I'm not a psychologist and most of you that are listening aren't. I do have some people that listen that are in the fields of psychology and and you might have a right to do that, but I certainly don't. But I can tell you if it looks like a narcissist, if it talks like a narcissist, if it acts like a narcissist, it's probably a narcissist let's go back to the duck analogy let's go back to the duck analogy I am not a person that works with animals I'm not a I don't know what would you call that a biologist I, I really don't even know but I don't work with animals but you know what I've seen a lot of ducks and the smart people, they told me that was a duck and, and the, the people that in field of expertise, they say that this is 
what abuse looks like and this is what a narcissist looks like well then I, I, I saw a duck in a in the book school book but it's not the same duck I saw in the pond the other day but yet I can make the same identification that that's a duck and so can you do this with people and once you know and you see it and you understand it now you know how to work with it so how do you calm the inner storms inside well we're going to talk more about that but people need to realize just because you had a divorce date does not mean that the trauma doesn't continue to happen on the inside so let's have a conversation about the details of that the next time until next time overcome evil with good